out Ugh. unrecorded. <laughs> Isn't there something biblical about that? Thou should us thou should us put the Will you give it a break? <laughs> I know. I know and the bad part is I actually saw the numbers on screen, so I should have held back uh, until Do you have ADHD or something like this? I okay. I, there's there's so many letters. Sebastian's so <laughs> many letters. <laughs> It's not a professional qualification. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Did you All use right. the Q word? I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> a little space. A little space at the beginning. Come on. We're, we're trying to be better, Seb. Let's do it. Welcome, right. listeners. Go. Yes. Welcome, man. <laughs> to episode uh, 36, believe it or not, um, uh, the podcast as yet unnamed. Uh, I'm Sebastian Hassinger, and with me is my co-host and co-collaborator and co-conspirator. Also, <laughs> and, uh, get that named. As also as get unnamed, uh, Darius Brown. Uh, yeah. Also, have been with uh, Sebastian for all 36 episodes. Um, <laughs> and you know what, fan? Before you get started, whatever it is you, wherever it is you are, whatever it is you're doing, we just thank you for listening. Because without you, fan, we are fanless. So sure, we're we just go. two guys. <laughs> on a Zoom call, <laughs> yeah, Spout, spouting grandiose theories of world, of what the world should be like into the ether. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, obviously, the world needs more of that. There's not enough podcasts. That's number one problem in the world. There should be a podcast about that. A hundred percent. So, speaking of of meta information, let me just cover yes, one yes, quick yes. thing for fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So we did try to record an episode last week. I've been fooling around with a few different uh, recording tools. And I think I, I like this current platform quite a bit, uh, Riverside.fm, in case you're looking for podcasts to sponsor with a single listener. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I did mess up. Uh, so we recorded last week, and I used uh, white iPhone uh, headphone pods, whatever ear pods, whatever, uh, right beside the microphone, and the microphone was sensitive enough to pick up your voice coming out of my headphones wow. with about a quarter of a second delay, which was uh-huh. just enough mm-hmm. to be incredibly annoying. So I tried to clean it up in post, uh, but my skills are very limited when it comes to audio editing. Um, so as you can tell, almost no editing has ever happened in this podcast. Ever. We are unedited. That's right. Unnamed and unedited. <laughs> We're on everything. We'll probably have an episode that's just silence at some point. Yeah, exactly. Unspoken podcast. Unspoken, unnamed, unedited podcast. <laughs> and then when fan yes. complains, we can be like, what? We were we were giving out goodness. Like, uh, you didn't yeah. hear that? Didn't you listen? Yeah. Uh, you might want to go back and play it again. You probably skipped <laughs> all the best parts. <laughs> Let's not fuck with fan. Really, like we only got one of them. We're I think we're on thin ice, frankly. I mean, I've I've screwed up the numbering so many times. The one thing that fan has requested, put the number at the beginning of the episode title, and I keep messing it up. I'm sorry, fan. It's okay. Well, fan, we still love you. We still love you. We do. We do. Oh man. So 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 I mean my another big week. That's you know, so I have my little uh, cheat seat cheat sheet and uh, you know in case fan thinks that we memorize everything i mean our opinions definitely our own but we have uh, at least i have a little thing of things that are on my I mind i make up my opinions on the right, right there <laughs> so much stuff um i think if we don't talk about the trump grand jury i think we're oh, derelict yes. in our podcast duties Absolutely. Um, that was Can you hear the sound of thousands of podcast hosts talking about the Trump grand jury at this exact well, moment. Well, here's the thing. No one talks about it like us because no other podcast has us, right? So That's we right. bring a, a unique as yet unnamed flavor to it. Um, right. uh, yeah. And if I mean, anybody thinks of a name, please yeah. let us know. Yes, fan, please help us out. What should we be called? <laughs> uh, how can we double our fan base? How can we increase our fan yield by 100%? <laughs> um, it was... I mean, I, so I think maybe for the people in the back, Seb, maybe just our thoughts around why this is so important or mm-hmm. why it is not just another blip. Because I think, <coughs> oh, excuse me, some of the people I've talked to have been like, oh, well, you know, ex- yeah, she will. Some of the people I've talked to, <coughs> oh my goodness, the mic picks up everything, have mm-hmm. said, well, you know, it's no big deal because he's been under indictment before and he's been under pressure before. So aside from the grand jury, what is different in your mind about this particular one? 
Well, I mean, the first thing I'll point out is something that's been noted many times, which is um, what did Al Capone go to prison for? Not murder, <sighs> not, not murder, racketeering, not bootlegging. Nope. Nope. Not the numbers. Nope. Cheating on taxes. <laughs> and thanks to <clears throat> Mary Trump and the New York Times, there's a very well doc- documented public case that he's defrauded uh, the, the, the government and the state of New York on something like 400 plus million dollars of taxes. Um, I mean, there's incredibly detailed yeah. evidence that he would uh, uh, over, he would inflate the value, the state value of his properties for loan purposes and mm-hmm. then horrendously devalue <laughs> the stated property value for tax purposes, you know, like any super genius does um, for decades. Uh, so, you know, they've got, uh, all of the documents that Mary Trump, um, Mary Trump's lawyers received yes. in discovery when she was challenging the, uh, the will, I believe, right. The grandfather's mm-hmm. I believe estate. so. Yep. Um, so that's something like boxes, it's boxes of documentation. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> and then, you know, there's all of the other stuff, obviously, uh, Deutsche uh state, Bank, I think. state AG. Yeah. So yeah, they have the Deutsche Bank records. They've had his tax returns. State AG and the Manhattan DA teamed up on this, which is pretty unprecedented. It's very rare, and it really signals strong, strong intent, super serious. Like because they're looking over each other's shoulders now, right? If if they were going to half-ass it, they would stick to their own team. Mm -hmm. Nobody was in the room going like, "Wait a minute, why are you not (laughs) turning over that stone?" Right. So the fact that there's they're they're teaming up on it makes me, me think it's serious. And then of course, obviously. There's all of the action going on with the uh, was it what's the acronym? It's yet another acronym. The DOJ memo on oh yes. you can indict a sitting In president, president. Mm-hmm. Um, that bar like uh, redacted anyway. There's a whole bunch of redactions and rulings and shit going on in the um, uh, in the uh, uh, what's her name uh, Amy Barnes Amy Barn no Amy I can't remember her name but the the judge who was sitting on on one of the cases was saying she wanted. Uh, Barr's memo mm-hmm. unredacted, yep. Yep. Uh, and DOJ fought one part of it, but let her do the part that was the most damaging to, to Trump and Barr. Exactly. Frankly, so so it does feel like <clears throat> you know it's the least politicized way to go after Trump because it's say that part again. on taxes. Yeah. yeah, it's the least politicized, right? It's straight, uh, clean cut fraud. F- tax fraud. Exactly. You don't have to say, oh, he perjured himself in front of Congress. Well, you have to get all of the rest of the Congress critters to agree who yeah. don't want to even, you know, like McConnell, McConnell saying like, oh, Democrats just want to have an uh, inquiry into the uh, January 6th events because they want to rehash the past. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, there's no investigations of future events. So <laughs> by definition, an investigation is something that's already happened. The Minority Report, right? Is that the movie with Tom Cruise? <laughs> yes. And yes, Tom Cruise makes an appearance. Oh, I'm um, going to go out on a consult the psychics what will gop do in the future lie cheat and steal <laughs> wow that's an extraordinary insight as as dennis green the former coach of stanford and the arizona cardinals and the minnesota vikings um <clears throat> they were who we thought they were <laughs> right and and yeah. and every every accusation for the gop is a confession it really is if 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 you want to know how they're going and agree with the idea that one i don't think people understand how unprecedented it is that the new york ag and the manhattan yeah. da work together because they are always fighting to see yeah. who has the juiciest case like that right. is i mean if you've watched any episodes of law and order you know that they're always fighting um so yeah it's a knee-jerk reaction you did have to add that in um so i think that's unprecedented and the idea is that very rarely do they publicly comment on what it is they're doing. And so the fact that they even said something is also, I'm not going to say unprecedented, but also highly unusual. And I think speaks to at least the strength of the case that they feel they have in front of them. Now, of course, you know, any lawyer will tell you, you go in front of a judge or you go in front of a jury, other stuff can happen. Um, But that level of posturing I think by the AG, um, the New York AG and the uh, Manhattan DA are very 
telling mm-hmm. in terms of where yeah, they I think agree. they are, what they think they have, and the fact that they're even impaneling a grand jury to go after someone this big. And yeah. and, I mean, if we're just playing strategy and chess, there's no way you impanel a grand jury to go after a former sitting president unless you have all yeah. of the goods and the all goods. of the ducks in a row. Did you see the the excerpt from the Ivanka Trump deposition, which I assume is, is some of the material they handed over I did to the not. grand jury? I did not. Oh, it's just one little excerpt where she said, um, Wesselberg, um, I know the name, but I, I couldn't tell you exactly what his title was. <laughs> he's, Wait. he's been this, uh, the CFO. COO for, or C- <laughs> CFO for 40 years for the entire organization, going back to her grandfather's days. I'm not sure what he does. Maybe he gets coffee. I don't know. You'd have to talk to my daddy about that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Or he wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't admit to it. I, again, coffee man. Well, you know, there, and, you know, I would say this, although Trump is, and I'm talking about the older Trump here, as well as Eric, as well as um, Donald Trump Jr., as well as Ivanka, you know, these don't strike me as the sharpest knives in the tool shed. And oh, no. so, so I think those, I mean, th- they strike me as the type of people who would, because they're so narcissistic and have such a feeling of being above the law, that they would email each other. about this and what's happening because they feel they would never be prosecuted yeah um and i mean yeah subject criming (laughs) message body is tomorrow a good day for criming for you should we do the criming some more we didn't Um, finish the criming that we were starting last week would you like to start again on tuesday You know, I, I was joking with a buddy of mine. I'm like, the best thing, if the Trump organization, um, non-Trumps in the organization had any sort of brains, they would have given all the Trump family etch-a-sketches and told them that they were actually computers. <laughs> and just, you know, and when they look for a power cord, just say they were powered by solar winds um, and ultraviolet rays. Because you don't want to give those types of individuals um, the ability to create an evidentiary chain maybe the former guy is currently tweeting on an etch-a-sketch right now they might have that'd be a pretty good way to keep him calm yeah this is true sir we got you back on twitter Uh, Mm, you have to use this special device because it's encrypted now yeah that's that was that was big so i mean we've we've hit that um i mean there's a there's because you're right Mm. we we try to couple i mean gotta gotta talk about i think this has now become at least in my mind, just a week of mourning for Black people um, mm. between the May 25th anniversary of George Floyd's murder. Mm. Um, and then you have the upcoming 100-year centennial of the Tulsa, I will call it the race massacre. Yeah. Um, and the reasons why I will call it the race massacre we can get into. Um, but those are just really interesting. And it's, yeah, I mean, well, not interesting. I mean, obviously, George Floyd a year ago, but I mean, when you read about what happened um, to Greenwood in Tulsa, I mean, the fact that nobody was ever prosecuted for yeah. either the, the murders or the burnings. You saw um, the testimony. Yeah, I did. Um, I think Powerful it was stuff. The woman was 107. I think her yeah. brother was 100. Yeah. Um, and and it it was. I mean, I've read a lot of articles. I've I've, I've known about the massacre even before you know the Watchmen and Lovecraft Country. And thank goodness, actually, they they kind of snuck into the consciousness. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that they're there, but even reading some of what happened, those things are scary to read. And no. it's a hundred years later. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's terrifying. You know, I, um, I <laughs> time for my, uh, every, at least once an episode citation of Michael Harriet, he just <laughs> tweeted today. Um, I, I, I pretty much have to turn notifications on now cause I like everything he tweets, mm-hmm. but he tweeted today. Um, Tulsa was an attack on us. We don't talk yes. about Pearl Harbor uh, or 9-11 as being an attack on a certain subgroup of Americans. This was an attack on Americans. Mm-hmm. Like it was a mob, a murderous mob who destroyed people's property, businesses, and killed people yeah. in a completely insane orgy <clears throat> of violent <sighs> hatred against yeah. us. I, I mean, like, I thought that was such a powerful... It, it, it points up towards like being able to integrate that stuff into the, the general discourse instead of it being like a black issue. It's like, yes, oh, that's it's, such it's, crap. It's a U.S. citizen issue. I mean, this yeah. is what happens when a country turns in upon itself. This yeah. was this was a 
and domestic inter- terrorism. And it was a domestic. Ter- it was an inside job, and I think the the idea. You know, you talk about you know nine eleven. Nine eleven was a whole bunch of oh, this is an attack on us. This is an attack on our country. Um, but I also think about Oklahoma City. You know, yeah. where you know there was similar language about this is an attack on us. You know, they're not going to break the fiber. Um, and you know, the idea is that because Tulsa happened in a time and in a place where the mob was actually not only emboldened and encouraged, but also also armed and mm-hmm. weaponized. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, a lot so of them, I think, were actually law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. Not or, that or, or, nothing or new under the sun. Nothing. Or citizens that were deputized and yeah. told to go out and do stuff. Or, yeah. You know, or not told what they shouldn't go out and do. They just give them arms, give them weapons, and yeah. you know, you do what you feel is right. Um, but yeah, that that whole idea, and, and you know, for for those who don't know, you know, Greenwood was not just you know a enclave of black success in Oklahoma. I think economically speaking, it was the wealthiest black enclave in the yeah. United States at its time. Yep. I mean. To say this in 2021, people were like, are you crazy? But Black people were leaving where they were in sort of a mini diaspora to go right. to Tulsa to make their fortunes. Right. Like, that was the place to be right. um, when you were happening. And, and you know, <laughs> May 30th, all that was there. You know, June 1st, 40 blocks of it destroyed. You mm. know, the equivalent of $20 million in damage. Um, you know, upwards of 10,000 people left homeless. Up, You know, estimates between 150 and 300 Black people dead, murdered. Mm. Um you know, just just the you're right. The it was an attack on us, and and unfortunately, this is something that has happened a few times, right? Because yeah. if you look to the Trail of Tears, right, mm-hmm. where the Cherokee Nation was moved from their mm-hmm. ancestral home somewhere else, you know, no one even. And I think this is the dangerous part about how these things happen. Nobody even knows how many people died on the Trail yeah. of Tears. No one yeah. actually knows how many people were killed in Tulsa because, right. to your point, you know, the powers that be. Um, want to take a January 6th type of thing and like, yeah. well, let's move on. I know what happened. Or, it was horrible. Even, I mean, it, it even happens at a, a less, whatever, confrontational kind of level. Um, the, <clears throat> the storm in Texas that knocked out the power, mm. the official death toll is 151. Um, I just read a paper today that's saying like the estimates are anywhere four to five times higher. So that could have been 750 people dying because of, essentially because of 30 years of deregulation of the mm-hmm. power utilities. The Reagan, the Reagan privatization war. Yep. 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 It's more. Um, and, and of course, like the, the, the official tally is never going to be accurate when the officials are attempting <laughs> to shirk the blame. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. So tell me, we need an accurate account of just how bad you did this. Yeah. Uh, well, not that bad, it turns yeah, out. I looked at my numbers and according to this, I am completely blameless. Could have been worse. <laughs> it was an it was an act of God. That's right. right? You know. Right. Um, well, I, and I'll, I will offer one thing because I put a kernel in there, so I'll circle back to it. Um, I've heard it referred to as the Tulsa race riot, mm-hmm. and there, even in that and of itself is disingenuous because calling it a riot um, allowed insurance companies not to pay out um, some of the claims that. that were there, right? And so, <laughs> just, Wait, just even so in the, what a riot is an act of. God or an act of well, nature? Is that? I think it was not so much that the riot was an act of nature, but but based on the official termination terminology of it, calling it a riot precluded or had you know the insurance companies, I guess based on how policies were written Off at the time, the allowed them to, because you know insurance companies write policies, but they're not necessarily all about being willing to pay out. Um, no. And if they're like that in 2021, we can only imagine what they were like in 1921. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, prior prior modern regulation. Exactly right, and so. You know, even even the naming of it, I think, has been dis has been destructive to black right. people because you weren't even able to rebuild. Right. Um, you well, know, that was, was the point. I mean, yeah. frankly, yeah. You know, just like Trail of Tears, it's like you've got something we don't want you to have, so we're just going to take it from you. Yeah. Try and, to stop us. Yeah, well, and, and there it is. You know, we have more guns, we have more bullets, we have the force of law. Um, so yeah, and it's, numbers. Uh, I mean, and you know. That's that's the that's the reason. This is the ironic thing, uh, and by irony I mean like horribly <laughs> the sad, horrible truth sad of this yeah. that you only have to laugh about because otherwise you're going to just yeah. cry all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this nation was purposefully designed with a system to protect 
minority rights against the will of majority, mm -hmm. right? Like there's tons, I mean, for one thing, it, it was formed largely out of minority groups who were leaving the persecution that they were facing in other How countries. quickly they forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that sounded like a segue into uh, the Israeli-Palestinian <sighs> uh, conflict. I was, I, we could either go to there or we could go to Rick Santorum because you know nothing. But oh, that's way country. more fun. <laughs> Well, I said that actually, we should probably do an episode on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict because I think that is juicy enough to warrant 60 minutes of thought. And it's yeah, also complex sure. enough, I think, to warrant 60 minutes of discussion because... And it's one of those topics where people have a off... I mean, the, the, the public discourse is hampered by the knee-jerk reactions on yeah. both sides. And the knee-jerk reactions yeah. are used to camouflage really ugly stuff, too, on both sides. <sighs> You know, <laughs> there is something to be said about the person who gets strong and fights the bully. Um, but there is also something to be said about when that person who has been bullied becomes the bully. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, it is, uh, it, and and you're right. It, is is it the this is the fault of the initial bullier who turned you know someone into the point where they feel they had to have this level of defense. Or is it someone who just doesn't know when to stop, hmm. right? It's not about well, pushing it, back to the original board. Is this about, well, you know, since we're on here, we should just expand and build a buffer, right? We just yeah. need a buffer between them and us. That's all we're really trying to do. <laughs> are you saying you support the building of a wall? Is that what you're, <laughs> you're pro-border wall? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you know, some people say, people are saying, Sebastian. Many people, that, say. Many people are saying. Um, I think yeah. that you just put your finger on one it's sometimes i think this is the human issue right this is the the element of the human condition that will either make us or break us which is mm. when a person is subject to abuse it scars them and yes. those scars either lead them to a desire for greater justice and a recognition that your rights are are my rights every, mm -hmm. every any one person's rights are everybody's rights if somebody yeah. is at risk we're all at risk or it turns them into a, a bigger stronger <laughs> nastier version of the person who abused them <laughs> and it's that is you know. such a like crucial crucial struggle for every yeah. human on this planet it, and, and if you don't if you're not given the tools to go beyond that you stay right where you are i think yeah. it was I'm not sure if it was Paul Thurman or maybe it was Zager de Graff um, from our previous schooling who said something to the effect of people don't grow up, they just get bigger. Mm. And I think there's a lot to that. So that, you know, I'm sure that that people in that in that conflict like to think of themselves as being downtrodden. Uh oh, um, I'll even take it back to maybe away from the Israeli conflict, but just you know, let's talk about right fragility here in the United States. I mean, if you look at the Senate and you look at the Congress, it is overwhelmingly one type of individual. Um, if you look at, you know, CEOs, what, if you look at people that about, well, um, as I look at you on camera, Sebastian, let us just say that there are more people who look like you <laughs> than who look like oh, me. Senator but, Hassinger, you mean? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that would be so. I could be your chief of staff. Um, I would be like a <laughs> Vernon Jordan. <laughs> um, but yes, this idea of, you know, it, it takes, it's something, is, and you talk about the human condition. It is, a, it is, I think, a uniquely human aspect to have 80% of something and complain about somebody having the 20%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I mean, I mean I'm not a zoologist and I'm not, you know, a, a primatologist, but I, you know, in my conversations with other animals, <laughs> you know, that I speak to on the street, right. you know, I they're think, all... I think in ancient prehistoric times, there was a Winosaurus, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there might have been. Um, but... You... but the other person has, even though you are completely satiated. Yeah. Um, that is... Yeah, and I think you know when 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 Tucker when Tucker Carlson gets on there and puts out you know race replacement theory about you will not replace us like yeah really you know that's that's an interesting take, sir. I... Did you see? I, I struggle with the New York Times so much. I mean, we've already yeah. referenced them doing yeah. excellent investigative work into the Trump tax fraud um, and... a couple of years ago, and then <laughs> two days ago. They published that thing was uh, views on George Floyd on the anniversary of his death, 
from 14 Trump supporters. Like, A, I don't care about Trump supporters' views on George Floyd. Yeah. B, really tasteless timing. C, 14 words, really? Do, 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 like, do you not know the significance of the phrase, the 14 words? It's mm. literally the white supremacist pledge, right? The, the only thing they could have done to make it more white supremacy was put an 88 after it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Musings <sighs> from 14 Trump supporters on George Floyd's death a year later from Diner 88 or whatever, right? Like... <laughs> Egregious. Oh, and uh, today, today, revisiting a uh, topic that you and I talked about a couple weeks ago uh, about uh Nicole Hannah-Jones being passed over for tenure by NC State, Um, they they published a piece on how uh, alumni of NC State are rallying behind Nicole Hannah-Jones to push NC State to give her tenure. And the the title was, uh, sorry, the the headline was... um, uh, called her uh, overseer. Oh yeah, 1619 Project overseer Hannah Jones. Like, do you have? Uh, do you know the history of this word? Uh, <laughs> but see, this is what happens, Seb, when you don't have a diverse set of people in the room doing your proofreading. It uh, sounds yeah. okay to you and all the people who are like you, and My no one it says it just means boss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? Um, but yeah, that's, that, that is, it, well, one, I'm glad that the alumni of, of North Carolina yeah. are, are fighting back Me too. and exercising similar, similar strength that we've seen that people are just not going back in their boxes anymore. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, I would offer that the GOP has actually forced their hand because I think people are now seeing that the GOP is never going to stop. You know, this is the one time I get to yeah. reference the word, you know, the scene in Mean Girls where, you know, Lindsay Lohan is like, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist, you know? And so, so I fetch. would. <laughs> yes. And you deliver again. Um, and so if you understand, if you know and understand that the other side has absolutely no intention of ever stopping, no yeah. matter what you give to them, no matter what they you know, appeasement only works for people who are capable of being appeased. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it never works for someone who has a hole in their soul. And so I would, yeah. you know, if I was, uh, you know, on the chief of staff of, of Joe Biden, I would be like, listen, you give the you give the Republicans exactly 30 days to negotiate and then you move the fuck yeah. on. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and I, make I sure that think, they know at the beginning. Yeah. I, I <laughs> that this is not going right. to go on forever. That's true, actually. We need to establish a precedent with them because they just, uh, you know, I mean, there needs to be a new policy for negotiating with the GOP, which is fuck around and find out. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Delivered preferably by Gritty at the beginning. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you can. T- <laughs> Do you want a baseball glove? Why? To catch these hands. <laughs> It's the motto of all Philly sports yes. fans. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I do. I think you're right. I hope you're right. I can't tell. I can't tell whether I'm being honest with myself and thinking that the signs are there, or I'm just overly optimistic. But it does feel like there's a growing recognition that yeah. uh, that the GOP is at best Lucy um, <laughs> with the football. Yeah, at let's, its best. Let's be frank, because Lucy is still kind of cute. Uh, she was, you know, as she a was. character, just like kind of adorable in her nasty, annoying way. Mm-hmm, the GOP mm-hmm. are not cute at all. They're at all murderous, horrible monsters. Yes, and you know, I'm I am not one like I I, I always catch you're not one for hyperbole. No, and and also I think that demonizing the other side is a terrible human tendency. But unless they are demons, unless they're demons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then you're just stupid not to demon. You sit across the table from a demon and say, oh, what's for lunch today? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. <laughs> now that you've shown up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're wearing green, so now I can call it a vegetable. Um, <laughs> you know, that's... And yeah, that, that point, Seb, I think is really... Because I think it goes back to what you talked a couple of minutes ago in terms of the New York Times. There's still this idea that the people on the other side are still hum- are still with us in the human race. Right. And I think it seems very clear to me that that's not where the GOP is. Like they have given up their right to have a toe in yeah. this conversation by right. their own choice. I mean, yeah. it would be one thing if liberals were pushing people 
from the right out and, you know, ex- yeah. you know, getting rid of them in spaces or doing anything else, but, you know, right. people are choosing to self-select out of this. Yeah, so, there's no middle ground with a criminal. There's no middle really ground isn't. with a misogynist. There's no middle ground with a racist, right? It's yeah. like, that's a view you, I mean, it's, it's uh, Karl Popper, right? It's the, the paradox of intolerance. Yes, yes, yes. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a tolerant society is beneficial for everyone but it cannot tolerate intolerance because it gets destroyed. <laughs> it's really simple. If you, we're if you well allow, past the intolerance well line. I mean, if you allow this to come into your house, um, you know, it, it's going to be rough. But yeah, that's so. Because I think, and maybe um, you and I have read them both, um, Umar Haik, um, yep. who, you know, is maybe some may sound some too fatalistic but if you read about the country that he came from yeah um he could be like the magic eight ball um you know and he's just really letting individuals know that you know this is what happens when you don't exercise this stuff it metastasizes it grows it takes root um you know i'm here to tell you for fan's (laughs) sake in case yes yes not familiar umar hake is uh, so Umar Haik is a an individual who I read on Medium. He also publishes a lot. He um, he has come from a very destructive, um, you know, past as a refugee um, here to the United States. And he speaks about his experience growing up in a country that exhibited authorita- authoritarianism and fascism. Um, and he speaks about how the United States is well on its way to repeating. Um, those things that we think can never happen here because yeah. of American exceptionalism, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. But, and so I will offer if fan chooses to read him, um, he is very doomsayer. I would definitely encourage you to like read some Dr. Seuss, um, <laughs> something else to kind of lighten up the mood before you read Umer Haik. But um, probably Dr. Seuss's take on the America First <laughs> movement of Nazi sympathizers. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, he got that, it. As, is that it, Seth? Is, is, is the idea that we don't want to, and maybe this is the problem with like, you know, when people were freed from the concentration camps, you know, we just don't want to believe that human beings can be as cruel as they are capable of being. And maybe that, maybe the GOP strikes us as in, you know, these yeah. are our neighbors or our brothers right. or our sisters or something right. else. And if they could be turned and radicalized yeah. by Q or something else, then what does that mean for me? Right. I mean, we are social animals we, mm-hmm. and we are, our social adaptability is, is a massive strength, right? We, yes. when we work together, we achieve things that no individual is even is remotely capable of, capable yeah. of doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that, that requires tolerance, right? Cause you gotta, I mean, like you finished my chips, uh, they were clearly <laughs> labeled mine. <laughs> And what's this spoon doing in my yogurt, right? We annoy the crap out of each other. Yes. <laughs> so we yes. do have to tolerate each other. But that's the loophole that that people like the GOP currently are exploiting. Yeah. They're, they keep pushing the limit. They keep pushing mm-hmm. them. And, you know, even like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, oh, um, the yeah. lunatic of the moment, like she's still uh, savvy enough, as, as dumb as she is, she's savvy enough to say, uh, you know, whatever, um, that she sympathizes with, uh, you know, the, the plight of the Jews during World War II um, and sides with the, you know, the, the Israelis' right to defend themselves against Hamas. And uh, also, by the way, wearing a mask in America is just like the Holocaust. The Star like, of David. I mean, yes. she's an idiot, but she's, she's still trying to wrap herself up in things that we have, like a knee-jerk, like we yeah. have to, you know, honor, you know, the, the rights of people who've been victimized in the past. Mm-hmm. We have to watch out for them. Like... So we have this immediate, like, especially we've talked about this before. Progressives have this very admirable trait to go like, am I assuming something? Am I, am I being unfair? Right. Which Mm -hmm. is incredibly powerful and really good. It's why we are making progress, but, but in the the wrong, when that's exploited by the wrong people, Oh boy. Yeah. Well, you, you end up with a, a Bobert um, from Colorado. You end up with the Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, to your point, it's not about their intelligence. It's the ability, you know, to read the room yeah. or at least the room that they want to talk to yeah. and just say what that room wants to hear. Regardless. Oh, perfect example of that Bobert, uh, Lauren Bobert, member mm. of Congress from, I don't know which district. Colorado, Colorado. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just tweeted today, a perfect example of stupidity that is perfectly engineered to uh, appeal to her base to the point where I, I would not 
be surprised if it's not her motto for a re-election campaign. It was, my gender is patriot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, when I hear stuff like that, Seb, I go to, and, you know, my wife and I have talked about this many times. Therapy should be mandatory yes. for high school students because yes. clearly some something can happen to your brain. And maybe that's the only time we can kind of arrest it and make it happen. And here's the thing. I'm not saying everybody is crazy, but I'm saying everybody has some shit that they need to unpack. Absolutely. And, oh, and, and you can start anytime, too. I mean, I, I, I will always believe in the plasticity of the human mind. With enough mm -hmm. will, you can change anything about yourself. Yeah. You can learn anything. Early. Right. And, yeah, and but you easier. also have to get it before these things are rewarded. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be very difficult for MTG to change because she has been rewarded with a congressional seat. So why on earth would she millions ever of people who play MTG yeah. magic? The exactly. Gathering, so. mm -hmm. And and her fundraising <laughs> is through the roof. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, quick yeah. uh, side note, um, yes, yes, we yes. just started watching The Me You Don't See. Have you watched this? I do. I have not, but this is me writing it down for the fans. <laughs> what is uh, Me You Don't See? Oprah Winfrey. Um, okay. uh, it's an Apple Plus limited series, um, and it's, uh, it's exactly on this topic. It's basically just an exploration of trauma um, and uh, mental illness and mental health and mm -hmm. the incredible necessity of therapy and and relationships and love yeah. and help because anyway it's it's really beautiful we were sobbing last night so well you know for so many years we've talked about you know the joke was wow you know who didn't hug that kid as a child or who you know who, who didn't hug that man as it when he was a kid that's right and it's kind of like that way in which we acknowledge that there was something that this person yeah. was missing yep um the society could have bonded together to could have exactly yeah to, to help them with what's there and you know i look at i look at the the whole incel aspect right, right. of you know these individuals who really crave human contact yeah but because they can't get it and because we don't have a way for them to express vulnerability about what they yeah. need it then becomes this big rage fest yeah. about well you know, it's it's so so comically bad in this country that when Biden stopped walking away from uh, Marine One with mm. with Jill to kneel down and pick a dandelion, he was mocked by the right because I guess it's gay to love your wife. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, and also gay is bad. I don't know. I don't understand anything about that. I, I, and, and I think so. That's the other part that really starts to get me about the GOP. Like, I'd like to think of myself as a reasonably intelligent individual who can who establishes a fact-based pattern in terms of how I'm going to treat people based on the data points that they give me. And I have no idea what batshit crazy thing is next to come I out know. of the GOP's mouth. Like it's even gotten beyond, oh, whatever the Democrats say, we're the opposite. Like now they're to the point. Um, and for fan, if you were listening, um, do not go to Texas because Texas is yeah. about to sign into law the fact that you can carry a gun without a license. They had the bare minimum training, without training, without right? license and without a background check. You know, I think and, they're just gonna have like a bowl full of guns in the airport. So when you get much. off the plane, you yeah, can you can sanitize, get your gun, right? Um, you know, and if we think about this, so let's see, as we oh, come wait, up wait, on, that, let me yeah. let me just yes, yes, hang yes. on. Add, wow. add in. Uh, just the fact that that was the third bill in a row that were yes. passed by the Texas legislature. The yes. previous one was <laughs> making illegal mm -hmm. discussing race, prejudice, gender bias, homosexuality, or anything else that makes white people uncomfortable. Oh, uh, sorry, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. far right conservative white people uncomfortable <laughs> in schools by teachers. Teachers can yes. be uh, sued or fined or whatever. It's like a, yeah, I think it's punished. Like a felony. Mm -hmm. Punished in some way for disca discussing anything that makes anybody uncomfortable. B, sorry, that was uh, one to, I don't know, whatever. The previous one was uh -huh. the uh, reproductive rights bill, which um, is so heinous that not only is it criminalized uh, abortions after, I think, six weeks, six basically, weeks, before, before is, you yeah. would have your first, um, mm -hmm. uh, your first sonogram or yeah. yep, exactly. <laughs> before, before you, literally before, before you, you know, even you're know you can pregnant yeah. in some cases. Yes. But also uh, if, um, so you can, punt, you can, you can, you can sue someone who um, abetted uh, an illegal yes. abortion, somebody who yes. drove you to the doctor or the mm -hmm. nurse in the room or whatever, mm -hmm. the receptionist, I suppose. Also, if you have an abortion, sorry, if you have a miscarriage, 
anybody could sue you and you would have to prove, prove. that you had a miscarriage yeah. and not an abortion while you were mourning your loss and grieving your loss. Yes. pregnancy. Unbelievable. Yes. Like the, the height of inhumanity, I can't imagine a crueler set of, of bills to pass and they're celebrating that. I mean, sorry, the Texas Republicans are. Yes. It should be said that state is more and more and more and more radically blue because of those dipshits who are in control. Like when you, yeah, you're, when it I mean, flips, it's not going to flip back. Let's just no. put it that way. Well, the problem is you're, you're pushing people who would normally be inactive. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the GOP really realizes and understands that the greatest ally they have is not. Right. It's the idea that there are middle of the road white people who just don't want to get involved because it's just That's not right. that bad. That's you right. start pushing that group to yep. activity and they stay active. Yep. Um, you know, and it kind of goes to what we were talking about before. They're not, you know, if you if you lose the suburbs in America, yeah. the suburbs are not going to push back to the line it was before. They are absolutely going to push back. Right. They're going to push you into the ocean. Yeah. I think, you know, well, I, mean, and... I think the Affordable Care Act is, is case in point. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they fought so hard against that, called it Obamacare and mm -hmm. refused to have a vote and like, et cetera, et cetera. Most of it gets passed by executive order with some legislation here and there. And like now, 10 years on, like it's in the same bucket as Medicare or Medicare, Medicaid or Medicare, which mm -hmm. is like, do not touch third yeah. rail. Third like, rail. You can't take benefits away from people. Not, not, not when, I mean, you can take benefits away in theory, mm. but once people start experiencing the power of those benefits and what it does for them, it's very, you know, it becomes, it becomes the new norm. It becomes yeah. baked in. I think that's what you're that's talking right. about. This idea of, well, it, you know, it, I've had Obamacare since I've had kids. There we go. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it is the new norm. It is definitely the new yeah. norm. It's funny now that, now that it feels indispensable and unassailable and a val valuable part of the American fabric of society wow. now not called Obamacare. <laughs> well, you know, mm. for those of us who are around, think back to 2009, yeah. <laughs> right? Think back to what Obamacare was. Um, cause I think it was prior to the 2010, uh, midterms. Yeah. That's um, right. Right. And so just think back to what that was. And yeah, 12, like you said, 12 years later, um, good luck. Yeah. Um, so see what I'm looking at as I look at my little notes yes, here. So we hit show? Tulsa, we hit George Floyd. Um, we hit the jury. Um, I don't know. Do, do you, so I have some suggestions. We could either hit Demings versus Rubio, um, mm. in terms of the uh, Senate race for 2022. Um, I think we might want to give some time to the January 6th commission um, just to sure. talk. Yeah. I, January 6th. Shall we go January 6th? Uh, yes. But um, five seconds before I forget, because yes, I yes. made a mental note to mention this, um, Kristen Clark, who we've mentioned on the podcast before, uh, confirmed um, as oh. first black woman to lead the uh, is it, uh, DOJ, the Department of Civil Rights for DOJ. Very nice. Which is very nice. That's huge. Um, yeah, it is huge. It's I'm right like, on the on the same sort of level of like poetic justice as as Deb Haley's yes. Secretary of the Interior. It's like first indigenous person to, yeah, to be we, in charge of the country we stole from. <laughs> oh well, Ouch. you know, better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Um, that is fantastic that Kristen yeah. Clark has been uh, been confirmed. That is that's actually that's you know what that is giving me continues to give hope. I know. So now let's talk about something hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's so, why I want to interject with a little, right, yeah, little ray of put sunshine. Because Ben is just pissed right now. Um, so maybe a little deeper, as opposed to, you know, kind of the surface about what January 6th is. Um, do we, well, I'll ask you, we can go back and forth. Do you think that there should be, that we should hold out for a partisan, bipartisan, excuse me, um, effort um, when half of the partisans know that they were complicit and probably don't want that shit uncovered. Um, I mean, like, no. Okay. Uh, to me, that's should, should still... we go special counsel? Should we? Let's ask yeah. that question. Should we go that's special counsel? That's my preference. That's my okay. preference because okay. you got you got DOJ, um, uh, you know, to subpoena power as opposed to mm -hmm. congressional subpoena power. Which yeah. I mean, what's his name? Uh, 
uh, again, McGann, Doug, Don McGann. Oh yeah, is, mm -hmm. is finally testifying in front of Congress in closed doors. Yeah, um, two years after the subpoena. How about wow, that? Wow, that's a powerful subpoena. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With zero repercussions. None. So yeah, I don't really. I mean, I, I, I go back and forth. I, I understand the math of trying to go through the motions of doing it bipartisan so that they can't say it's just a partisan hack job. Mm -hmm. However, they will always say it's yeah. a partisan hack job. So is, do you think there's anything to be gained by, by gaming out the, like, well, we offered, you know, and no, because, because in this case, you just give, you didn't, you give into the powers to, you know, like, you and I, and I think that the GOP has got to learn their repercussions to you know stalling and you know you know just give me one more minute and I think I think a special well actually I think I need to be precise because I'm, I think there's one is a special counsel and one is a special prosecutor that's true. and I think it's a special prosecutor that we want similar to right. a Ken Starr, right? Because I think a special yeah. counsel. And I think the term was just special counsel when Ken Starr, that was mm -hmm. the invention of the office. Yes. And then the office or the whatever, the, the role, the role split into those two. But I think you're right. Starr was a special, was what we would now call a special prosecutor. Because mm -hmm. essentially he ended up prosecuting a case in front of yeah. the Senate, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Well, he was the, basically running the prosecution of the, uh, the impeachment. Yeah, and I think what, and I think the, the the my fear is I don't want another Mueller um, special yeah. counsel. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So so uh, yet again, we agree. Special uh, prosecutor <laughs> with subpoena powers um, to handle. What a surprise! I know. Right? Well, I mean, listen. When you're right, you're right. And if we're both right, then just so be it. <laughs> um. So let me ask you this: because everything is captured and everything is electronic. Um, how much shit are the Republicans in based on your view of how much they are stonewalling the January 6th commission? Oh, like, a lot of shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't quantify if you would, please, sir. Well, okay. So, um, uh, what's your face? Uh, uh, one of the, one of Giuliani's, um, man, there's another attorney who was chasing all this ridiculous Ukrainian stuff. It's not, um, it wasn't the, the vote stuff. Anyway, I, I can't remember her name. It's, it's an unusual name and I've, I've forgotten mm -hmm. it. But anyway, she was uh, also raided when Giuliani's records were seized, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's one mention in the filing for the warrant to, to raid and seize her uh, devices and digital information, right? And what it is is that they used proximity data um, <laughs> that put her at, the scene with Giuliani and Kalimnik and the other mm -hmm. people of interest behind this uh, conspiracy with the Ukrainian pro-Russian Ukrainian for, uh, uh, people that, that were trying to hack job Biden right for the, the mm -hmm. election. Um, and uh, the cell phone proximity data from January 6th and call records to the numbers just alone is going yeah. to be staggering, staggering. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> They were texting each other. They were calling each other. They were saying like, you know, uh, whatever. You, you got to get him to call his mob off because we're mm -hmm. stuck in the basement of the Congress, and I'm afraid they're going to kill all of us. Yes, <laughs> we're we're not wearing D's and R's on our jackets, no. and I'm concerned that these people don't know the difference. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. I think it it'll. I actually think it could end up being bigger than Watergate. Um, oh, absolutely. And and I say that because, you know, there was definitely one person who was in charge of Watergate. And, you know, I think Donald Trump is the opposite of the evil genius, where I think, you know, Richard Nixon is definitely the, the prototype or the archetype for evil genius. Um, it, it, he was, because Trump is too stupid to do these things, he had to be enabled by an incredible amount yeah. of infrastructure. To make yeah. that happen right that that guy doesn't care about the details and so <laughs> there had to be people who not only came up with what the details but executed them and then told him what to say so no you don't think that he understood that there was a unique <laughs> window of opportunity before the electoral votes were certified in congress you don't think he has that level of grasp on the not. process <laughs> i do not 
Um, That's shocking to me. You know what? I think that guy doesn't understand how the bidets in Mar-a-Lago work. Like, I'm, I think there are pictorial instructions in that man's toilet to tell him which button to press to make the thing squirt water on his ass. I don't think he has any sense of how, of how anything works. Um, Oh, curse you for putting that image in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do not, we do not steer away from the scary stuff here on the As Yet Unnamed <laughs> podcast. Um, but I think, you know, call a thing a thing. You know, clearly he doesn't have the intelligence or the grasp or the strategy um, to operate in those areas. And so there had to be smart people that were enabling him, you know, a bar, a Sessions, or, you know, a Steve Miller, a Bannon, you know, a, a Kushner, right? McCarthy. All of McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did I forget those two? So, yeah. okay. Uh, and what's his name? Uh, oh, Devin Nunes, who's been oh, yeah. an enabler yeah. from day one. Yeah. Um, I think Issa was there at the beginning, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I think Daryl Issa was there in 2016. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. This... Yeah. But you're right. Uh, Jim Jordan. I mean, you know, Mo yeah. Brooks, like, you know, just, just on and on and on like popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I so I so let's so let's let's flip back. I was going to go to a Demings and Rubio, but I will offer this little five second one for fan. Um, Mike Lindell attempted to yes. enter the Republican Governors Association and was turned away. And why? Um, why? <laughs> um, my personally, why or why he was? What was the reason given? Yeah, the reason given. <laughs> um, not so a Republican I, governor. That was not a shame. Republican governor, right? And somehow, but he was invited, and he, you know, flashed his uh, his uh, credentials. So yeah, what do you think the real reason is? Oh, because that guy, like Britney Spears, is toxic. Um, <laughs> you know, and he's a he's a remind he's a reminder of the batshit craziness that got them to this point. And I think even yeah. even dumb political animals like the Republicans have got to understand that you can't have that guy because yeah. if Trump was unhinged. Then truly, Mike Lindell yeah. is the unhinged, unhinged, yeah. right? That they do. You don't know they do. You're right, though. They, 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 they're stupid. Um, yeah. McCarthy, et cetera. But it's clear. Occasionally, it's clear that both, you know, all the the GOP leadership and whoever they think they can, like, you know, if they if they put just the right amount of gunpowder mm. in in the barrel they're sitting on, mm-hmm. um, and light it at, and point it in just the right angle, it can vault them to you know, the, the top of the mountain and not just blow them to pieces, you know? And so I would, and this is, we talk about people who are missing something in their youth. This is what happened when you don't have a steady diet of Wiley Coyote cartoons, because you think <laughs> these crazy batshit schemes are going to work. Like, I mean, were there real repercussions for Wiley Coyote though? <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, Apparently you just not. kept walking away from all those. Otherwise this is true. This is true. Accidents. This is true. I don't know. He yeah. just didn't seem to learn. Well, and you know, the, I, and then the cartoons stopped. I mean, you, you got to figure at some point he caught the damn bird. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Eventually, eventually. Um, so, so I'll throw out, I'll throw out two more names. Um, <clears throat> Cyber Ninjas. I don't know this reference. So, Cyber Ninjas is the company that I believe was hired oh, by the yes. Arizona GOP to do an audit. Right. of the election results. And so yes. I, I'm actually thinking to myself, I don't think Arizona, I don't think the Arizona can actually use those voting machines again, because I don't think the idea no, was to try and find, yeah, I don't think the idea was to try and find, you know, malfeasance in the votes. I think it was to get their hands on the machine. Yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, the Republicans are going to win by, you know, some unholy, unholy percentage. That's that, right. <laughs> that, that is completely... But all uh, the votes are Republican. <laughs> Wait a second. You mean to tell me that hundred and eight percent of the people voted Republican? How is how is that possible? The entire population of California voted for the Republican <laughs> in Arizona. Yeah, it's um. Look, all these Russian names voting for the Republican, and they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> um, they all say Lushenko on them. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Mr. Russian, Mr. Totally Not a Russian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's it's 
it's scary to think that the individuals who are yelling the loudest about the elections are in many cases the people who are running to be in charge of elections. It's well, um, what did what have you said on multiple occasions about <laughs> everything the Republicans accuse others of doing is a confession. Yes. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. I have indeed said that. That's right. That is it's, correct. Um, well, you know, I, I think about, okay, it's happening in Arizona. It's happening, I think, to a lesser extent in Georgia. Um, the, the one thing I will give Joe Manchin credit for, which is difficult for my mouth to form those words, is I did like his part of making the Voting Rights Act applicable to all 50 states. Um, I, I think that's the, I mean, again, you don't want to punish the people who have done nothing wrong. Um, however, if that is the Mississippi and Alabama and Georgia and states that have had a historical, <laughs> have historical data points of, of, you know, suppressing the vote, mm. if that's what it takes, I don't know. I, I, I actually think I'd have to be okay with it. I think I'd have to be okay with it. My concern would be the Democrat, the Republicans would point to, you know, cases in New York and California and it gums up the works. Um, and that that's my fear about making it, you know, US wide. Although the other reason right. I kind of like it is because it does federalize or puts the control of elections at more of a federal level mm. um, and kind of takes it away from the state. So I'm, I'm kind of two in the plus column, one in the negative column. Um, and I think the other part is, I think one, I think the Republican is not smart enough to take that deal. Um, I think they're going to play this out to the bitter end. Yeah, um, they are. But I think they're also going to game it out and install it. Yeah, it's really, you agree with me? How odd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, so I, so the other thing I would offer is, and we've, we've talked about it. Actually, I don't know what we've talked about. I know we've said the words. Um, talk to me about not only Texas, but Idaho and Oklahoma and a few other states, um, why is what they are fighting in terms of critical race theory so wrong, Seb? Like, for the fan, let's just lay it out. What is the, because what is their fight versus what is the real argument? And uh, go. <laughs> if you could just explain this in the last couple of minutes of the podcast, that would be fantastic. Well, I mean, a lot of it is being brought to a head by the 1619 project, which sort yes. of has elevated the topic of, or the, the field of critical race theory. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, they, you know, at, at the core of the 1619 project is the idea that 1619 was when the first enslaved people from Africa landed on the shore of this country. And that mm -hmm. the story of, of slavery um, is, uh, fundamental to the, not just the the you know the pre-American history of this continent, the founding mm -hmm. of the nation, the building of the nation. I mean, enslaved uh, black people uh, built the freaking White House. For like, that's... And I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but the episode uh, on um, uh, popular music, basically, on on essentially boils down uh, boils down to like. All music in America is black music, and it makes a pretty good case for that. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. The root, the root. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that, like everything that's triggering the right right now, it's just a recognition that the strategy of of suppression, the strategy of oppression and suppression mm -hmm. of the truth, uh, is running out. Like it's not working as well. Like it's yeah. You know, when you can't control the information sources, that's right. Suppression and oppression don't work. That's right. Yes. As There's well. this thing called the internet. <laughs> the I use it every day to read what Michael Harriet wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. There's a kid in Georgia and there's a kid in Oklahoma yeah. and there's a kid in Texas who are doing yeah. the exact same thing, yeah. right? And, you know, that's, it's funny because, you know, there's, there's fear and, and discussion about the global rise of authoritarianism. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is centered on basically these strongmen um, uh, regimes having to figure out ways to crack down because of the increased flow of information. I mean, the, the great firewall of China, for example, yeah. right? I mean, like, or the, the, the Hong Kong protests, like there's, it's incredibly hard to control 
uh, a population that has uh, easy access to information. So I think that's, I mean, that's at the root of it to me is that, mm -hmm. you know, it, they want, you know, there's, there are teachers who are saying this is an incredible resource yes. for a, like re-examining the way that we think about American history. History is something that gets continually rewritten um, as we reassess like, okay, who wrote this version and why did they write mm -hmm. it this way, right? <laughs> <laughs> history is always written by the winners, right? So yeah, and, and should be under continual revision based yeah. on that recognition, right? When we go like, you know, those guys who we thought were like, like superhero founders were <laughs> kind of not so great in some Ugh. ways. We should re-examine how their story is told, right? We might want to take a look at Thomas Jefferson, aside from the Sally Hemings thing. Like this dude has some incredibly <laughs> racist way, writings. <laughs> like that, that's, a, that's exactly the question or the observation or the in, intent that the right takes as being cancel culture, right? Like, oh, you're just going to, you're just going to yes. eliminate this. Like we can't. Uh-oh, did I just lose what you? we're saying at all, right? But it's, it's just, that's a nuance that's lost on them. That well, they it's, think it's zeros it's, and ones. Yes, right. Exactly. It's very binary. And you know, the, and as anyone who picks the pronouns of they and them will tell you, life is not all the time binary. That's like right. there are shades of gray. That's there are right. very, very few absolutes on either side. Yeah. And I think it goes to something you were talking about. Progressives, and I think the people on the left are willing to acknowledge that maybe I am not one hundred percent right. Right. Um, but the people on the far right fascist aspect of this are never willing to admit that there is any part of what they're saying That's that right. is even the least scintilla bit wrong. Right. I mean, um, think about the the concept at the core of white supremacy is whiteness. Well, what's that exactly? Well, what does that mean to you? <laughs> you know, well, you know. I told somebody the other day. I was like, "Listen, not all white people are white supremacists, but I guarantee that all white supremacists are white people." And they just kind of paused for a minute. And they were just that's like James Chappelle's character. <laughs> I forgot his oh, name. Goodness, but... except for Bigsby. Yes, Bigsby. Thank um, you. <laughs> but yeah, that you know. And, but I think that's what happens. And I think maybe this is why, you know, there are some white people who don't necessarily have an identity that's tied to their skin color um, because their skin color is the norm. So you never have to think about what it is to be yeah. white when everything around you is white or everything that looks like you is normalized and you are just the default. Um, you know, and when I have conversations, I sure am glad I'm not white. I know, right? Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, and I'm, and I'm glad we're not recording this podcast video wise. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it, true. It was more of a visual. <laughs> it, it does take a lot to to understand that it does take a lot to understand that you have privilege and you didn't do anything to get it. And you are not mm -hmm. a bad person because of it. Like those right. three things are OK. It's when you weaponize and activate um, right. or or disallow the idea that perhaps you got yeah. something that wasn't tied specifically to you. I mean, right. going to what you talked about, Michael Harriet's um, tweet storm about, um, you know, legacies and college and Ivy League, I yes. think was just a tour de force. I think- Amazing. I, and, and, and I mean, you know, as we look at the meme generator, where's the lie? You know, yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean- No, that's he, what I appreciate about him so much is he's always starting from facts and figures. Dates, yes. Events, yes, unassailable, facts, facts unassailable. And, figures. Yes. and then he's constructing out of that, uh, an I wouldn't say, I mean, it's an alternative view because it's not the generally perceived yes. view, mm -hmm. but it, like, as you said, where are the lies, right? Like, mm -hmm. show me the weakness in that argument. It's, it is like every time it's just airtight and you just go like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, I got to raise my game. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I think Michael Harry actually keeps me off Twitter because I'm incapable, or at least oh, I yeah. feel incapable of doing it to that level. I don't mean, no, no, I understand. No, I, I'm, I'm strictly there to like and retweet. Yeah. <laughs> I like and retweet, that's my job. You know, <laughs> listen, some of us are influencers, some of us are influence peddlers. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, my, but yeah, that, um, I mean, just even some of the stats that were in that in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, the, the fact that, you know, I think one of the lines that stood out to me was this idea that, you know, there are people, white people who have gone to, you know, the best schools that had the best funding from the best neighborhoods, you know, they've gotten, you know, help on their SATs, help on their PSATs, all of these things, and they still needed a loop 
or a you know yeah. a special exemption to get into you know some of these Ivy League schools. Whether yeah. it be well, by I love the listing out like the what was the proportion of of uh, sports other than basketball and football that get uh, those exceptions for uh-huh. athletes in fencing and rowing. <laughs> Mm, not a lot of fencing in Oakland, not a lot of rowing in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Equestrian, I think, is, you know, like, you know, but you're you're right. There's those kids in Baltimore ride around on horses. This is true. This is very true. But I mean, they're the, again, to your point, the exception, right? And so, you know, when you, I think it reminds me of an old joke, right? And I'm, I'm sure there's various versions of it. You know, the idea of you can always, when you look around, you can always tell a Harvard man, you just can't tell him much. And, <laughs> you know, this idea that it's been a cycle of people from Harvard who get good jobs, who hire people from yeah. Harvard, who get good jobs, who Absolutely. hire people well, from Harvard, think who about get back many, to Harvard. <laughs> think about how many of the of the highest paying jobs are structured with gatekeeping, right? Where, uh, mm-hmm. like, let's say consulting for McKinsey, which you can make millions of dollars a year doing if mm-hmm. you're a partner. Yes. But to get to be a partner, you have to be hired by somebody who works for a partner into a junior position where you work 120 hours a week. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's all this... And of course, there are exceptions based on your mm-hmm. connections, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. like the official way to do it is almost inhuman. And mm-hmm. then the side doors and the back doors and stuff that are available to people with privilege and connections are, you know, the way most of them actually get there. Indeed. Indeed. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Last. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yes. What yes. would you title this episode? I've got two ideas. Okay. Um, you to go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh boy, yeah, no pressure. Um, so let's see. As I look about, you know, what we what we talked about, um, I think one of the things I would offer is um, it's more of a feeling. I don't even know if it's a name. I would, I would, I would want to. I would say maybe you know, the, 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 the fight for Floyd. Um, mm. And I think about that as um, something because that has so greatly influenced so many changes like that, that spark. Um, I think, I don't know that anybody could have anticipated that that was going to be the moment that, you know, started to move us forward. So I, I, I'll, I'll say forward with Floyd um, would be maybe one. Um, and uh, maybe isn't it grand? Um, because I think about the whole Trump grand jury thing again, just how unprecedented kind of things <laughs> we talked about it. So yeah, I'm going to say forward with Floyd and isn't it grand? There we go. Well, I those were both uh, poetic, moving, and pithy. And I was just going to suggest pictorial instructions on the bidet at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I feel really bad now. Thanks. Well, the, you know what? Who said I should go first? <laughs> you brought it on yourself, son. <laughs> I learned yeah. it watching you, Seb. You know, I have the privilege of naming rights, so I'm just going to go with the Mar-a-Lago thing. Yeah, no, actually, I, you know what? I, 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 you know what? I like that. I actually kind of like that as well, um, because I think it really encapsulates. But I think for you know, fan who's listening, you know, we should never forget that this failed because the coup leaders were idiots, yeah. not because the coup in and of itself was structured to fail, <laughs> like. We had Abbott and Costello leading yeah. the coup, and that is why it failed. Yeah. Um, and we should really hold on to that. I mean, you and I joke about Tom tomorrow in the cartoon, like, oh, well, since it failed, clearly it can never happen again. That yeah. is not, how, well, well, thank goodness we survived that flood. We don't have to take any flood precautions ever again. When was the Nazis first to take the coup? <laughs> um, 1923. How about what that? Happened and then, in 1933? <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so cool. All right. Well, I am going to name it for with Floyd because that actually sounds really, really nice. Very, very cool.